Yeah, I forget about holidays. <laughs> you know, it started even before becoming a stay-at-home parent. Um, yeah. Like when I left my office job to uh, do comics full-time and work on that graphic novel. Yeah. Um, before the first kid came, that's that's when I lost track of time and all sense of uh, basically anything. <laughs> I don't know where I am anymore, what I'm doing. And yeah, you know, now that you mention it, when I walked out today with my my oldest one to go get a coffee, but it was like a ghost town in our neighborhood. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I don't understand what's happening. That's the thing. And the coffee shop was open. And so I was like, it just further delayed my ability to understand what was happening. We went, um, I met a couple friends and we went for a big walk around Bonas Park. Nice. And I got there and I was like, I am so early. No one, And I've never been to that place when it's been that dead before. And I was like, what the hell is going on? The coffee shop was closed. I was very angry. And then all of a sudden I thought, oh yeah, it's Good Friday. Yeah. Other people don't work these days. So it's, yeah, it was a, and, uh, it's a weird zombie-like day. Yeah, if you if you will. What's what's so fucking good about it? Um, if, if nothing's open and everyone's angry and it's like a zombie <laughs> land. Is that not what Jesus was on? It's also Passover. That, what... What is Easter, Ben? I know it's Jesus comes back from the dead, right? Yeah. Yeah, the celebration of the crucifixion and the resurrection, um, you know, basically celebrating the main belief of Christianity, which is that sin is wiped out. We no longer have to pay that cost to stay out of hell. But what you do have to do is acknowledge the person that paid the tab. And if you don't, then you still go to hell. Huh. Have to accept old J.J., uh, a lot of people don't realize his middle name is Jeremiah. Oh, hey. Jesus, Jeremiah, Christ, <laughs> JJ, Christ. <laughs> JJC. You have to accept old, old JJC into your heart. And if you don't, then fuck you. He's not paying your bill. All you had to do was say thank you. Yeah, and you didn't. So burn in fires uh, for eternity. And then Passover uh, celebrates the exodus of uh, the Israeli people out of the clutches of the Egyptians ah. in the biblical or i don't know torah whatever you want to call it story uh or historical that's when they went into the the, the desert yeah yeah it's the story of the exodus or uh you know moses is leading the people out okay exactly hey i know things look at me yeah most people know about it from the um blockbuster hit uh, prince of egypt from DreamWorks Entertainment in the i guess late 90s early 2000s i can't remember i'm not going to lie i think i know about the 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 exodus from fresh prince of bel-air when they carlton wow. and will were trapped in a jail cell with um who a, a gentleman who looked very sketchy but who started singing let my people go and then i was like what's this about and then i learned that's a fantastic way to learn about it um as a person who was raised christian it was uh the sort of old testament and the sort of beliefs of that are all things that I got to learn about. I don't know when I learned about a lot of these things. I just know them. Like I went to Sunday school until my parents pulled us out of the church, but I'm sure somebody put a big felt board up and uh, walked you through the Moses story at that point. I, I, there was a lot of fluffy clouds. I remember having to glue a lot of fluff balls onto paper. Yeah. It's the important way of, of teaching. It's the most important form of pedagogy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's a lot of cultures around the world that 
pass knowledge on in very like spiritual influential ways yeah we have felt boards and we uh (laughs) popsicle sticks and egg carton crafts that's (laughs) it's the only reason i went to sunday school at first is because uh you got to make some crafts and stuff and i'm an artsy boy i didn't like it because i didn't want to make the crafts and they're like no you have to put the clouds on and i was like but i don't want to make the clouds i want to make sheep yeah make sheepy clouds (laughs) why not got trouble I got kicked out of Sunday school. Well, it's Sunday school, you know. They're not super on board with people making their own interpretation of things. <laughs> not much for the free thinkers, those folks. Yeah. Uh, Passover, on the other hand, is uh, specifically the uh, 10th plague in the story of Moses, um, which is the angel of death descends upon Egypt. And uh, Moses is instructed to tell the Israelites to paint their lintels or door frames oh. with... Uh, sheep or goat blood i forget and uh and in doing so the angel of death would pass by and not kill their firstborn uh which it did do to the pharaoh and all of the egyptian people you know that old testament god that uh that murderous vengeful god grief yeah and then he has a kid and he's like i get it and he stops murdering but how come sunday school was so boring when like the bible stories are so scary and badass and I was bored to tears. Yeah, yeah, it's not fun, is it? No, that was cheated. They could have done a lot more to make it engaging. You know, lean into the blood and the mayhem. Yeah, like you guys want to see a body. Like that would have been way more interesting than like clouds. Are you thinking about Jerry O'Connell and Will Wheaton because of that really (laughs) epic post they just did on social media? No, but I'm thinking about it now. (laughs) They just got together for that talk show and then recreated that that scene. Love it. And uh, that was pretty great. And then, of course, somebody in the comments is like, where's the middle guy? And Will Wheaton had to jump into the comments and be like, before everyone murders you with words, like, it's this person and they passed away, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And, you know, don't worry about it. Because he is, for what I have been able to see, demonstrably a genuine and kind and chill person. Hmm. It'd be cool to talk to Mr. Will Wheaton someday. I want to talk to Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. We'll talk about sliders. Yeah, I love fucking sliders. It's great. That was a great show. Have we never talked about sliders before? I think we've probably talked about it. Like, I'm sure we've talked about it many times. I don't know about talking about it here. Yeah, I just finished a rewatch like a year ago, and it was so much fun. I feel like it holds up pretty well. And it's got Gimli. It has Gimli, yes. Yeah, there's some parts that hold up well. Jerry O'Connell is hit and miss. Uh, I really, I'm loving him on Lower Decks. I just, I gotta say. Oh, he's so good on Lower Decks. Lower Decks is so good. And I love that there's all these like slight little inside jokes for any Trek fans to just, yeah, just so that we all have like a little, a little, a little chuckle together. I just love that show. I'm going to rewatch it all. It's always so sincere and so like uh, in love with Star Trek as well. It's never like making fun of it in a mean way. It's like, and it's also really great deep cuts on lore and stuff as well. Um, I uh, specifically Data's brother and also just lore in the sense of backstory. I love, I just watched uh, probably like episode nine of season two where they looked at all the lower decks on the different ships. So like the yeah. the Vulcan ship and yes. um, the Klingon ship. And I just thought that was hilarious. And then the Borg ship. Oh my God. Yeah. So good. I fully expected the rest of the episode to just be that. I was like, I was hoping for that. Oh my God. Are they going to do this? Is it just going to be like another 15 minutes of vignettes from the lower decks of every type of species we've seen? That would have been, uh, I would have been very happy. It was oh, a great episode. It is. But I would have been happy with that too. Yeah. 
what's her name? Is it Tandy Newman who plays Mariner? Uh, absolutely fantastic. Also on Space Force. No. Am I getting her name wrong? You're getting her name wrong. I'm going to look her up right now. Here's a little little music for you. I'm, I think I'm conflating her with Tandy Newton. Yes, you are. Tawny Newsome. Tawny Newsome is not the same as Tandy I, Newton. They're just very similar sounding names. Very similar. There's a T and an N, and yeah, very similar. Jack Quaid is coming up hot these days. Yeah, yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. I mean, what do you expect from the love child of uh, Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, come on. I looked at him in like the first thing I ever saw him in, and I'm like, I know exactly who you are, and I can see both your parents, and it's really fucking weird. Oh, there's so many good. I, I I will say my favorite, like they've got Q on there for God's sake. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. You know what else has Q on it? Picard. Yes. Oh. The current season is rolling and no spoilers, but I am loving it. Me too. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Already excited for season three. Can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. How could you not be with that little uh, that little teaser they dropped? Oh We're going to get to see Jordy again. Jordy and Data oh reunited. I'm so excited. People not, well, okay. Hold up. Hold. Tires screeching. Record scratching. So here's the issue. They, they, they killed Data again last season. Yeah. Spoiler. I guess I should put a spoiler alert. Spoilers. So he died in the movies. Yes. And then he re-died, uh, you know, I don't know how you want to call it. I guess data backup wise. Uh, they pulled his hard drive out. So you think he's just going to be that brother character that we met last season? I hope so. Alton Sung or whatever his name is? Yes. That, that's what they can keep doing. Really? I, I don't care. Well, see, here's my issue. I think if they're getting the gang back together, he has to be Data somehow, or else what's the point? I don't want to see Alton soon cast of TNG. Maybe that's what the whole show is going to be about. Ben, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. We're just, it's going to happen. I'm not looking a gift horse in the mouth. It's just that when you said Data and Jordy back together, I'm like, but they aren't. And how are they going to do that? But they could well, be. That's what the show is going to be about. Maybe. And like, I want to know how they're doing that. Maybe Data did a secret, like drop his brain into a homunculus. If Picard could do it, why did Data have to die? I guess because he wanted to? Yeah, it was the the point of the matter, right? Like he was making a stand. But I just, I I know whatever they're going to do, it's going to be heartfelt and lovely. And I can't wait. I like this season more than last season, I will say. I think I do too. Yeah. I uh, was just happy to see everybody last season and I yeah. was on board with seeing some new characters in a new ship, but this this definitely feels like uh like TNG er yeah. if you will. If you'll pardon such an expression. But I got to say and we will do an episode about our favorite TNG moments. Yeah, we got so much TNG to cover and all Star Trek. But there's so many great things like you could have the serious episodes of TNG and then you would have like a real weird, goofy one where they're all like cowboys mm-hmm. on the holodeck. And I loved it. It, I just. Yeah, yeah. Fistful of Data is amazing. Uh, which I, <laughs> I wonder if you are re familiarizing yourself with. I am. The next episode we're recording is uh, a holodork episode, the best holodeck episodes from all of Star Trek. But I could see uh, Fistful of Data as being a mm-hmm. contender. Okay, but we can't talk about that now. Yeah, we can't do it now. But that's all we'll say about that. Let's use this as a transition. Jerry O'Connell, fantastic in Lower Decks. Uh, a lot of people forget he's on a very Canadian TV show called uh, My Secret Identity. I did Do you not remember know. it. No, I don't think I ever watched it. 
You'll never guess my secret identity. This seems like a good time. Let's hit the theme song. Let's do it. Welcome back. You're listening to Dork Matters, the podcast by and for dorks about everything that matters to dorks. And what matters to dorks uh, tonight is uh, something that might be a bit of a stretch for our non-Canadian listeners to get into, but I think you'll enjoy it. Just stick with it. Uh, I am uh, Ben Renkel, your dad dork host. And with me, as always, every single time... (laughs) I don't know why I say it this way. It never changes. You're just my my co-hostess with the mostest. The toastest hostest. Flowstest to the mostest. That sounds weird. I don't know what flowstest is, but I was just rolling with it. Yes, and. Yep. Chostest. Yeah. Sostest. Oof. No? Host. Stop subbing uh, in consonant sounds. It doesn't seem like, I can't think of anything right now. Anyway, yeah, yeah, hi. Uh, Lexi Hunt here. It's Lexi Hunt. Lexi. You're Canadiana, dork. Born on the 1st of July, hunt. No, that's but you. You weren't. No. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to make a fourth of born on the 4th of July reference for some reason, since we're talking CanCon. It was clumsy. It didn't work. It's okay. Let's move on. It's good. It's good. We are talking about CanCon, specifically Canadian content, and to a lesser extent, the uh, CanCon rule, which uh, impo- not imposed, I don't want to use that language. I think it, Encouraged. while clumsy and difficult on occasion, is relatively a good thing. Um, but basically a rule that requires a certain percentage of uh, media created and uh, distributed throughout Canada, radio and TV to be Canadian owned, made, blah, 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 mm-hmm. um, in order to try to protect uh, a distinct identity for this part of the world that calls itself Canada. Yep. Especially given our uh, geographic locale uh, being right next to Hollywood. America. I mean, we just assume that all of America is Hollywood. All of America is Hollywood. Isn't it? (laughs) It is. I mean, what do they got besides Hollywood to be proud of? That sounded really shitty. Oh, (laughs) Um, oh. I'm sorry. Oh, say, can you see? They have a delightful salir. You know, every time I go to the States, um, I go to the cereal section in grocery stores because Americans have a very robust selection of breakfast cereals that we don't have here. Oh, no, I know. And there's a reason for that that's going to sound snide as well, which is that our uh, (laughs) health and safety restrictions on what can go into our fucking cereal is much more stringent. (laughs) We're not allowed red dye 3024B. No matter how delicious it is. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, our sawdust co- quotient can only be like <laughs> 0.5 or whatever. And theirs is allowed to be up to 50%. Sawdust just tastes better covered in sugar. I went to uh, Montana once. I, I got, a, I think it was a four liter jug of Arizona iced tea. Oof. And I was just like, well, this is amazing. And then I drank it and was like, well, now what do I do? And I literally, I went back a couple months later. You pee. Well, I pee. I didn't drink it all in one go, but I mean, practically. Oh, chug, chug, 
<laughs> it was, I just loved it. I thought it was the funniest thing in the world that coming across the border and the Canadian border guards were like, do you have anything to declare? And I was like, have you seen the iced tea? And the border guard was like, it's amazing. I just didn't know they sold it in four liters. I just keep going back to the Hobbit. It was huge. Where they're in uh, the Prancing Pony. And I forget who it is. Mary or Pippin's like, they d- <laughs> yeah. they've got points. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> I'm getting one. Yeah. That's what I felt like. Because I just, I'd never seen anything like that. So it is. You're going to look like a hobbit holding that. I was so tiny. Okay. Pop quiz. Can you think of anything we sell in Canada in the four liter format? <laughs> Aside from like, you know. Gasoline. Yeah, gasoline, uh-huh. washer fluid. <laughs> I was like, oh. That humans consume? Nothing nothing consumable. Uh, yeah. That cars can consume, yes. Not that humans can. Yeah, sure. And if this were Pixar episode and we were talking about the animated, uh, I guess, series of films, Cars, then yeah. that might make sense. I love so many Americans in so many aspects of the U.S. Uh, I was trying to explain poorly that Hollywood is like the major export, you know, from a cultural point yeah. of view that the U.S. puts out. And uh, yeah, it's it seeps north. And so I can understand the idea of protectionism in culture or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Maybe not protectionism, whatever. Trying to maintain a separate identity for a people with a distinct set of values. And we feel that no place more strongly than here where we live in Alberta, where <laughs> uh, you could throw a rock and find somebody who thinks that becoming the 50 whatever state is a very great idea. And would shoot a gun into the sky about it. Not us, though. We're we're happy with how things are. Well, I mean, no, well. like things can get better. <laughs> I mean, like let's be clear here. There's a lot that we need to do. I could hear that well coming way before we got there. Well, well, well happy, happy's a stretch. We're 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 not looking to join up. Uh, but we can appreciate the aspects that do work while also being very very clearly aware of the aspects that don't and trying to work to fix those things and and recognize things that don't work and uh where people have been hurt and marginalized and realizing that that for any group of people to move forward with society is an important uh, a a fucking necessary part uh but we'll uh we'll we'll rein that back in i'm not going into full (laughs) rant mode again yet no because we're talking about fun stuff we're talking fun cancon yeah cancon canada has a reputation of uh, putting out pretty shitty uh, television specifically and film, uh, but we're talking TV. Uh, low quality shitty content. Huh? Not low quality? No, no, no. I mean, like, that's as soon as I see something where this, it looks like it was filmed 20 years ago, I'm like, it was made in Toronto. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The budgets are are not what you'd expect <laughs> from modern television. Yeah, and it, so it's got a reputation of that. Uh, whether that's deserved it or not, I, uh, I'm i unsure. What do you think? Is it? like Sometimes I think, yeah. And sometimes you have these gems that are hilarious and well-written and beautifully shot. And then you've got ones that you just perpetuate the stereotypes well and there's a list of like uh when we're prepping for this episode there's a list of like canadian uh shows that have like international acclaim or popularity that's actually surprising um find that interesting especially given sort of the production value yeah and humor across a country like this just trying to nail down humor is always such a difficult thing uh which is surprising given the actual sort of like history of sketch comedy uh is pretty pretty solid in this country but 
Yeah, it's interesting. I'm just um, trying to trying to figure out if it deserves the label of being kind of low budget and low quality because you always hear people talking about like, oh, the CanCon requirements are bullshit and CBC is bullshit and making Canadian stuff is garbage. Let's just watch American stuff. But it's all mixed up because so many of those shows that people will go to and be like, this is a great American show. Yep. Some of them are Canadian. Many more of them yep. are produced in Canada uh, and, and filmed in Canada and, and half the production, if not necessarily being Canadian productions in name or whatever definition. Um, and, and so many actors are Canadian. Uh, beloved ones and that's the problem like when i was making my list i actually at first i thought i'm gonna have a handful but i think i've got about 24 shows that i think are like incredible examples oh i could have kept going i had to stop well and that's i i had to stop because i was like this is too much to talk yeah, about you gotta nail it down so it's really like do we want to talk about like children's broadcasting because that like we have to because it's so formative for Canadian me Canadian content for kids is amazing yeah it, it, it has been I don't know where it's at still but to me the heyday of CanCon was in the 90s really sure, um, sure but there's still there's some great shows that are a little more recent that are worthy of chatting about too I agree but I want to interrogate that just a tiny bit because like do you think that's just um our age being like our formative years or those nineties years. So maybe we're more, more into those shows than, than, uh, yeah. and less aware of what's coming out now. Uh, I'll throw out an example. Heartland, I think is still going filmed, uh, in and around Calgary. And apparently it's a huge hit internationally. Yes. Uh, and, uh, I've never seen a fucking episode. Nope. Um, but apparently beloved, beloved show about people with horses and scandals and drama or something yeah i just i don't do horses i'm not a horse person <laughs> um so god bless you just don't care yeah uh it might be less about horses than than the name would suggest or the premise or the promo photos there's a lot of horses a lot of people are wearing jeans on horses with checkered shirts i can't i live that every day wait like bojack horseman no. Horses are wearing jeans and People checkered sweaters. People are riding the horses wearing checkered shirts. Oh, I get you. Very, very light colored jeans. I can't do it. <laughs> light colored jeans are back, yo. In some parts of Alberta, they never left because that's what you wear when that's you're working true. on the farm. Yep, you got to get those dungarees. <laughs> yeah, I never. Uh, there's a couple beloved Canadian shows and individuals that I just never got on board with, but. I can respect why they're so loved. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, without further ado, then, um, I think we covered CanCon in the sort of idea, concept, and execution through the CRTC, uh, which is the Canadian Radio Television Commission, um, and Telecommunicating Commission. I forget. There's an extra T in there, I'm almost certain. Um, and and sort of the reputation of Canadian television. But let's get into some of the uh, shows that we dig. And mm -hmm. if there's time, we can talk about some of the you know, sort of world famous ones that maybe we are not particularly fond of personally. Perfect. Hit me. What you got? Hit me with your best shot. Fly away. No? Okay. It's, uh, you know what? It was actually really good. I'm probably not going to stop singing throughout the uh, existence of this podcast. So sorry no, to fair. you. Sorry to everyone listening. My son won't let me sing poorly around the house anymore. <laughs> like, stop. Dad, do it better. Is, do it better is he a british no vampire singing. what is it better? i don't know is that is that what i'm channeling british vampire it's it, a little bit papa 
I would like to have a human butt with the blood to suck. Now that's German. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Sure. What do you got? Okay. I'm going to start with a show that for the longest time, only my sister and I remembered. And I wasn't sure if I'd made it up or if it was real. But I, I've recently found it again. I've watched videos. I'm going to, we'll put them in the show notes so that you will know it too. But it's called Blizzard Island. And it is wonderful. Okay, this has come up before and you've yes, proven it to me previously that it really does exist no. and is not yeah. some sort of fever dream. It is dream a real show. It has um, Muppets created by the Canadian arm of the Jim Henson Company. And it is it is a fever dream of a TV show, but it is excellent. It, it's interesting. It's about a brother and sister who have a magical necklace that when they turn the necklace... It transports them to this island with the sleeping giant that they have to wake. But all the evil creatures on the island are trying to prevent that from happening. This story didn't begin once upon a time. It began only yesterday in a small town on the edge of the Atlantic Ocean. The premise of the entire show is to wake the giant, but they never really get there. Yes. Okay. It's not like they have to wake the giant every single episode. No, the whole, it's the whole journey of trying to get to the island to wake the giant, but all the evil creatures keep getting in the way. And the, the, the series ends when the giant finally wakes. And then that's the end of the TV show. Uh, of course. Yeah. We are all the dream of a sleeping giant. I think that's kind of the whole premise of the, you know. I'm into it. I love it. It's so, so good. The Muppets were creepy. The story was a little bit risky. And that's the thing. TV shows of the 80s and 90s were a little more willing to be scary for kids, whereas now it's very risk adverse. Back then, they're like, you want to see some shit, kids? You're going to see it. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like we deal with uh, kids shows and, and programming deal with maybe more mature stuff like on the whole. Yeah. But they deal but... with it in a much more like sensitive and, and considered manner. Not back then. <laughs> Not back then. No, we just go for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great choice. I never saw it myself. Uh, I can't say that I don't have a sudden interest to go out and find it. Oh, it's awesome. It sounds great. I'm just going to go in order of how I wrote things down. So we're going with a show that has been talked about previously here, The Raccoons. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Absolutely. Uh, I won't go over this too hard just because we have talked about it previously but you know raccoons live in the forest fight an industrialist um befriend his son try to save their forest every episode and upend the plots of a weird aardvark and uh, eventually he sort of uh sort of becomes a bit of an anti-hero himself stopping worse uh worse corporate greed sort of figures from destroying the forest uh so that's an interesting thing uh I've started following the the raccoons Twitter account. The creator of the series, I think, was called Kevin Gills or something like that, or Gillies or something in that vein. But uh, I, I get the impression that he or they or the company has been trying to drum up some interest and, and do a revitalization. And all I can say is absolutely, I would love that. Uh, yes. Yeah, bring it back. Get a really good animation oh, house to work with yeah. you, like Ludo or Titmouse or something, and just. Make it happen. Yeah, please. What do you got next? Uh, I'm going with The Odyssey. Oh, such a good and weird show. So good. Like, the the Cole Notes version. Kid falls, hits his head, winds up in a coma. As you do. And we've got a duality, as you do in the 80s and 90s. 
and it's a it, it's a little bit of a duality story because we're seeing what's happening in his in reality and then in this world that he has in his head and it's like this really mad max type world where all of his friends from reality are there but they're in this like kid mad max version of things and it's just it's messed up but it is excellent it was a great tv show i really wish that they would um, rehash that one because I thought man, that was just solid. Yeah, it's one of the things I'm sure we'll cover over and over again while we're talking about this is a lot of these shows uh, feel like they're really like just begging for a reinterpretation or a revitalization yes. or a continuation, like something. Like there's all these great legacy programs that it seems like Canadian television producers have just dropped and, and not bothered getting back into or working with. CBC, I'm looking at you specifically. Yeah. I feel like it's your mandate to create content for the different regions around the country. And, uh, you know, this is, this is one of those ways. The Odyssey was great. It was sort of like seeing a fever dream if you're a kid and just jumped into an episode and didn't know what was going on. And I, just for our listeners outside of Canada, there are more places than just Vancouver and Toronto. Although that's where most of the filming happens, unless you're the TV show called Viper about uh, a car that does cop crime or something or fights it, which was filmed in downtown Calgary specifically because nobody lives in downtown Calgary. It's nice and empty on the weekends for filming. As the Last of Us show, which is currently filming here, found out, oh, we can just throw garbage everywhere and it already looks like the 80s. I've run into their production a few times now uh, in and around but the city. But you know what I love about, maybe this is the difference between filming in Calgary or in Alberta than other places. I, I too have stumbled upon some filming and it's literally just a guy standing there going, hey, can you please just wait a second or go around? Yeah. And that's it. We'd actually prefer it if you didn't take <laughs> pictures of the set. Oh, well, oh are you okay. going to stop me? Oh, oh no. No, just going to kindly ask you not to. When I lived in Vancouver, I would like walk down a street and run into some production of something every day. Like Smallville was filming there at the yeah. time. I think uh, X-Files wasn't, but it had been done there. There's a whole a whole slew of shows. Fringe, I think, was there. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. Which is, again, that whole point of like, those aren't specifically Canadian shows, but they sure as heck were filmed here and used Canadian crews, but the production companies are American or whatever. Interesting mix of whether those i don't count them if for what we're talking about tonight is cancon that's for sure though yeah no okay what's your what's your next one i got fred penner's place we're on the uh yes. the children's entertainment train this is like Excellent. formative stuff i feel like this is the stuff that made us not be shitty people or at least less inclined to be so yeah. fred penner's still around still sings uh his show was fantastic word yeah. bird bringing the word of the day oh i forgot about word bird yes that sort of didgeridoo at the beginning where he, Fred is crawling through logs and stuff. Uh, I got to see him at the local technical college university SAIT uh, a few years back. It was absolutely just like biggest, like dopiest smile I've ever had just yeah. the entire time singing along to these kids songs and then got to give him a hug after. Awesome. It was brilliant. Uh, absolutely fantastic experience. And like the kind of, I said this before, I think in another episode, but just like, you know, Fred Penner, um, Ernie Coombs, who was Mr. Dress Up, and like mm -hmm. a couple other figures from like CBC shows when I was younger are just like these sort of males that I wouldn't say I generally have like masculine role models specifically, but these are the types of males that I did aspire to creative and kind and gentle. Yeah. So, yeah, I really appreciate that show. And, uh, you know, you can watch that on CBC's Gem if you're interested in checking it out. It's 
it I feel like I would just cry the entire time because it is I think it is a big part of folks of our age's childhood. Oh, good pick. Oh, thanks. Uh, please, let's roll. Let's keep rolling, rolling. All right. You might agree with this one. Uh, Road to Avonlea. Yes, that's a daily double. Yeah, that was, I think... Absolutely on my list. That was the show because growing up, we weren't, we didn't have um, cable until I was quite a bit older. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? We like, weren't allowed either. We had like six channels and so CBC was one of them. And so... We mm-hmm. were only allowed to watch TV until five o'clock. So when we got home from school, we had to do our homework and then we could watch TV until it was dinner time. And then the TV went off and, went, and it didn't go back on the rest of the night. And Road to Avonlea always came on at like four o'clock. And we, that was like a safe show that we were allowed to watch. That's so interesting. And it's basically like it's the if you're lots of people are familiar with Anne of Green Gables and it takes place in the same universe. And so it's on the same um, part of Canada, but it's just it's the story of the town basically yeah same characters in yeah. some instances as well inter interlacing interlocking inter- interlacing same overlapping difference. yeah 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 it's great uh and it was just like wholesome, it was wholesome. like a really but still very dramatic sarah polly it's where she got her start if you're familiar with the incredible writer director actor sarah polly i love sarah polly so i that's i feel like we got to watch her grow up and it was it was a case of wholesome content good writing and which is one of those things I think about constantly. I wish that they would rehash that because that was a great, great TV show. Yeah. I mean, in that vein, uh, and with an E, the retelling of Anne of Green Gables yeah. was a show that came out recently and was very popular worldwide. Um, and, and, you know, why not, why not Avonlea as well? Um, yeah. Yeah. For us, it was like, it was a thing where at the time it, it came on right before or right after like the wonderful world of Disney, which was when. Yeah. CBC would play a movie, a family movie from from the Disney archives. And then Road to Avonlea was on either before or after. And so we all sat through that as well. And it was sort of a family mm-hmm. event watching that. And it felt very, like, if you don't know w- what a country is or where you're living or your country specifically, it definitely felt like a bit of something trying to teach you what that is, yeah. uh, you know, sanitized as it may have been for that type of television. But uh mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's a warm thing, though. It definitely informs my view or what I want to view as as this country. Yeah, the good parts of it. Uh, so would you say Anne with an E was one of your picks as well? No, I didn't watch it. I have oh. never seen it. Did you? <gasps> yeah, it's great. It's beautifully shot. I just wanted to throw it out there as one of those shows in that same realm and like revitalized version of that content that had been so popular in Canada. I watched it and I got why it was so popular. It was really well done. I thought the the young person that they hired to be Anne killed it. She did such a good job. And just, I would say like... And what's that actor's name? <sighs> And with an A. I'm just messing uh, with you. We don't do that here. Um, we don't know. You Google it. Know. You know what Google is. We're not going to do your yeah, work for you. Yeah, look it up. Y'all, y'all Google it. And then tell us. Send us a message. <laughs> tell us who it was. Because we don't know. We'll digitally insert it after the fact. Post-production. And that person they got. Amy Beth McNulty. Was absolutely wonderful. She was. She's so good. Yeah, it's. I would recommend it. It was great. Okay, what's your what's your next one? Um, just going down my list here, we got the urban peasant. Um, another one I've talked about a lot. Oh, you love the urban peasant. James Barber is just like, I think about James Barber on a daily basis. I think about the cookbooks he did and specifically the show he did. It informed so much about what I thought, like, 
what I wanted life to be. It's it's part of why I wanted to move to Vancouver because he filmed that show there. Um, and just like the scenes of him being able to walk out his door and grab fresh produce from yeah. the market, which I believe was like Granville Market at the time. And then like pop back into his like apartment, you know, s- sound studio as it may have been. And like do some cooking and just like unfussy yeah. cooking, just friendly. Yeah, it's 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 really really a warm fond memory for me so keeping it keeping it and going on if you get a chance to to watch that show find the dvd somewhere i believe the cbc website sells them Mm -hmm. uh or just check out some of his cookbooks they're great nice simple recipes and really just unfussy yeah he always reminded me of like someone's friendly grandpa yeah yeah he totally is excellent what you got next um i talk about this show on a weekly basis but it is I think most of our list is going to be shows that we talk about on a weekly basis. You and I, Lexi, we don't get away from talking about our favorite Canadian shows. They're, they're so formative so and like good. they're so ingrained in like our our DNA. My next pick is the Littlest Hobo. <laughs> oh come on, it's such a good song. Okay, so the TV show, the premise is it follows this like it's like a husky dog, and mm-hmm. there's the dog. It's like Lassie. It's the Canadian Lassie. It follows this husky from town to town wait is it a husky or i thought it was a german shepherd i, th- I thought it was a husky cross german shepherd let's take a little little quick i hope it is then we can both be right and that's the most canadian thing of all it was oh it looks like a mutt <laughs> oh my gosh type of dog the Does dog's name was london oh cute ontario or uk <laughs> good one thank you um the, can i just say i just googled it and the funniest thing came up you know when you type in like littlest hobo and then google gives you some suggestions yeah yeah auto fills it says littlest hobo dog still alive like bro <laughs> no probably probably not fam okay um you were right it it was a german shepherd dog uh, the reason I know this is I had a like photo book from the Littlest Hobo as a kid. Oh, of course, you had it at a garage sale. But it looked like a husky. Uh, it looks like it in my memory. Anyway, okay, yeah. you're right. So, um, the Littlest Hobo would go city to city across Canada, solving problems that were either small, like a kid lost a frisbee, up to my favorite episode where the Littlest Hobo. I know which one you're going to talk about. <laughs> uh, clears a man's name of murder. <laughs> He was unjustly accused. And it, the dog never talks. Uh, it was so good. And Ben? It should have been a crossover with Street Legal. It, it should have been a crossover with so many shows. Degrassi. <laughs> oh, my God. It was just, it was such a good show. It was one of the few shows I was allowed to watch without, like, my parents' permission. It was so sure. good. And I, I've, I've started um, working on, really slowly, some graphic novel pages of Turk... Tur- Turk the turkey from Calgary. Turk Diggler. As the littlest ho- Turk Diggler. As the littlest hobo going around neighborhoods of Calgary solving crime. Uh, I'm so lucky that I got to experience Turk. Uh, <laughs> you the, were so lucky. In the hood. Yeah, Turk is... Who, who was Turk for uh, folks escaped, that don't know? An escaped food food turkey, if, uh, if memory serves, from the <laughs> Lilydale plant in Inglewood. <laughs> as the turkey got loose yeah. and was... And stayed for like a long time. There were attempts by police, you know, (laughs) bad attempts. Apparently, I saw the video footage. (laughs) Uh, A coyote did what they could not and put an end to Turk's (laughs) ramblings. 
<laughs> that poor turkey, he, he was just, all he was doing was just wandering around, just looking at people's windows like a perv. Well, no, he was, he was solving crimes and minor issues like frisbees stuck in trees. <laughs> just depends on the week. <laughs> clearing people's names of just murder <laughs> accusations. That's a great choice. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with my next uh, children's show because it's apparently half my list. Uh, Owl TV. <gasps> oh my God, I forgot about Owl. Yes! Everyone does, but it's fantastic. Isn't that amazing? That theme song is so good. Um, God, that makes me just so... I wanted the t-shirts and you know how they had like the different colored sweatshirts. Oh, yeah. I'm so jealous. Yeah, yeah. They were like that uh, baseball style with like the different yeah. colored sleeves. Yeah. So good. Uh, and the collar. Oh, so good. And so you get uh, so many great segments, just like educational as well. It's sort of, sort of fantastic. It was based off of or spun out of, I guess, the sort of Canadian magazine, mm-hmm. uh, Owl Magazine and, and Chickadee, which was for the mm-hmm. younger kids. Very Canadian. Um, but you've got great segments like like Bonaparte, the skeleton, who would talk about like anatomy oh, yeah. and other science stuff. And then the theme song itself was done by uh, Cree Summer Franks, uh, known professionally as Cree Summer. Very famous voice actor. I love train rides, Uncle Gadget. Where are we going anyway? The chief said to get on this train. That's all I know, Penny. But also, uh, you know... She did this theme song singer, and she was also uh, the sister of uh, Rainbow Franks, who, if you remember your Much Music history, was a VJ and like news jockey on Much Music for a while. Yeah. Hey, everybody, you're watching EC, Amanda, and Rainbow Sun Franks with you tonight. Doing our thing. We got a great show planned for you. Um, yeah, just some more real Canadian pedigree there. So that's my next choice Owl TV, or. Amazing. If you will, en français. Tell Ibu. <laughs> I love Ibu. All of our French we learned from the TV. That's a perfect segue into my next one. And food packages. And food packages, yeah. Um, my next pick is Electric Circus, one of the premier incredible TV shows from Much Music back in its heyday. You are watching the So this might be the first one where we're like bonking into each other because I'm like, really? You liked it? Yes! I loved it. That was like our night. Wow. Because we weren't allowed to like really go out and do a whole lot on Friday night. So Much Music was the Canadian version of MTV and Electric Circus was the Friday night dance party that they hosted. And they would play like music video, like it was all dance music and like, well, electronic dance music. Somebody scream. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. And it was hosted by Juliette Bonanche. And my sister and I wanted to dance on Electric Circus so bad. Like we wanted to go out there and it was so cool and I loved it. And yeah, Electric Circus, that's my pick. I love it. I love it. Honestly, I considered Electric Circus for adding it on to the end of my list as like a bonus uh, show that didn't really do it for me. Oh, I loved it. So good. And then often confused for Electric Playground, which is not on my list either, but important, important Canadian TV that's a, about yeah. video games. Forgot about that one. Excellent pick. Uh, my next one is going to be quick because I talk about them all the time. Ernie Coombs, Mr. Dress Up. Mm-hmm. 
That was on my list too. We got a daily double. Why do I want to draw? Watching him go to that big pad of paper with his squeaky ass markers and draw is definitely one of the first things that I remember like making me want to be an artist and draw as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the tickle trunk. Do people like across the world have tickle trunks? Because I would ask people if they had tickle trunks and they always knew exactly what I was talking about. So is that a Canadian thing? As far as I know, it is. Um, okay. I've never seen anybody outside of Canada understand the, the tickle trunk or know what it looks like. Uh, Fiona actually snuck a tickle trunk into into Saga at one point. Oh. And, you know, a few savvy readers were like, was that a motherfucking tickle trunk back there? Oh, we got a Canadian amongst us. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it when when she sneaks in some stuff like That's that. That's awesome. The can con. Yeah. Mr. Dress Up. Beautiful show. Can't find it anywhere. Would love to watch an episode with my kids, uh, but can't can't find it. CBC doesn't even have it on their streaming app. Like, this is what I'm, I keep coming back to with that. Like, not only are they not like using these legacy like uh mm-hmm. brands or whatever you want to call them like ips uh and and you know trying to like work with those again but they're not even maintaining the yeah. archives of this stuff and and making it available for people to enjoy i'd buy every single fucking season of that on itunes if i could yeah like cbc you're leaving money on the table get it like did you just do a really bad job archiving the videotapes or something was it really super low maybe like work on it if we can still watch the original series of Star Trek in high def and stuff and remaster, remaster Mr. Dress Up, do it. I'm paying for UCBC and I am ordering you to bring Mr. Dress Up to streaming or iTunes. Mr. Dress Up had like one of the most iconic intro songs ever. I can hear it in my head right now. So good. Yeah. Um, it's just like that when people talk about CBC, that's actually what I hear in my head. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Wonderful little puppets. Again, just sort of that type of like teaching and show that was just sort of chill and pseudo educational and friendly and about like treating mm-hmm. other people well what you got next uh i'm gonna go with the career maker sctv oh yeah you can't miss it tired of ordinary television don't touch that dial sctv is now on the air you know it is amazing second city is still like just renowned for its improv and yeah second city television what was it about it that well it was because like that's the tv show that gave us Catherine o'hara like that whole crew like mm-hmm. eugene levy rick mercer rick mercer oh my god alex jesus christ not rick mercer yeah rick, rick moranis, moranis. Um, i knew who you meant yeah and both wonderful canadian but like folks. just a powerful cast of people that went on to um you know really strong careers every single one of them mm-hmm. and i used to watch it when i was sick at my uh, grandma's house she would put it on for me because it was just so funny i just i loved Catherine o'hara so much still do and i just it, it's been kind of an honor to see someone like her and eugene levy really like all of them be these powerhouses who i don't believe have had any scandal knock on wood and that they've just been solid performers who have just had excellent careers and i'm just super proud to call them canadian 
Go SCTV. Because I'm proud to be a Canadian. No, not no, I know no, how no, not like that. No, don't oh, do that. Don't okay, do you meant the other kind of proud, not the nationalistic one. Not the nas- not the weird one. Just like, hey, cool, they're Canadian. That's it. That's it. I like it. It's a really good choice. I mean, SCTV is part of that entire sort of like improv um pedigree that i think like thinking about canadian tv you get into with like this hour has 22 minutes and the royal canadian air farce and even the red green show yep. or kids in the hall which oh yeah is apparently coming the fuck back i'm so excited that's gonna be amazing it's so wild it's just like oh that's been gone for like 30 years we're doing that again and now they're back yeah. i can't wait it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be interesting um i know a lot of their material doesn't necessarily hold up uh today but you know? Yeah, it's going to be real weird. Yeah, I guess uh, we'll see how they navigate the waters. Hopefully they can do a better job than than other comedians that have tried to resurface after 20 years. And it's like, no, you <laughs> lost not just a step, but the entire the entire pier. It's gone. You're in the water. Well, should we take a quick break here? Pokemon. Pokemon. Do-do-do. Who is that Pokemon? Pokemon. Um, all right, who do we got? Are you doing it or am I doing it? Um, I'll do it. I'm gonna do it. Okay. Um, okay. I'll give you a hint to start with. Okay, so the rules we've established is that you have to at least give me whether it's a real Pokemon or not. Yes. It is it is not a real Pokemon. Okay, cool. Okay, it's Is it an ironing board? No, it is not an ironing board. Stop looking behind me. Um <laughs> it uh, the silhouette would be a large oval with peanut shapes on either side of the oval's head and then another large oval underneath the oval first oval with two okay so it's like a stack of ovals yeah like two ovals like like this i'm using my fists okay and then on the top oval peanut shapes on either side bottom of the oval two sticks fucking hell what the fuck uh i don't know mr potato head Figure that out, Rankle. What'd you call me? I called you Rankle. Figure that one out. Oh. No, not my last name. I actually, it's often like an upsetting. Oh, no. I, I've got no clue. I want to try to take a... Yeah, the hand motions are surprisingly not helpful, nor do they make for great podcast. I did like the one where you just smacked your fist together and then wiggled your lower two fingers as if they were, I don't know, feet or <laughs> testicles? I'm unsure. <laughs> Something was dangling. Do testicles wiggle? I mean, they can they can dangle. Can you, they can. But you don't have control over them. No, I mean nobody I've met. God, what a weird superpower! Like I can wiggle my ears and one testicle. What? Just one, because that's all they have. It's just one. Some incident happened. A bike riding uh, situation gone wrong. I have no idea. Give it to me. What do we got? It's elephant from Sharon, Lois, and Bram. Okay, sticks make that a little weird, but okay, I'm with you. Because elephant always walked around on their hind feet. She did, yes. Yeah. Uh, Two elephants went out to play upon a spider's web one day. They had such enormous fun that they called for me. Also, that song is almost identical to the Raffi Duck song. Oh, yes. 100%. To Duck's comeback. I didn't realize that until, like, listening to kids' music with kids of my own mouth. They're all the same song, just different. 
So anyway, it's it's elephant. Do 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 do. Well, another Pokemon. Who's that Pokemon is coming gone, and we're back to our show. Another riveting installment of Who's That Pokemon. Okay, what what's next on Who's List? Is whose turn is it? I don't know. Um, we got to keep moving. Uh, got to keep moving. I think it's my turn. Okay, go for it. Yeah. Okay, well, I was going to talk about Sharon, Lois, and Bram, but we already kind of did. Sharon, Lois, and Bram, TV show for kids, awesome, but I'm going to move past it. It was excellent. I'm going with Kenny versus Spenny. I have never watched it. Uh, I've heard much ado about it, but I have never watched it. You've never watched it? I still am unclear how I feel about the show, but I do think it's an important show in Canada, and I did watch a lot. I've watched all of it. Yeah. The reason I'm unclear about it is I still don't understand if parts of it were scripted or real. Oh, okay. It's unclear. I just don't think yeah. I can enjoy it based on what I've seen, like clips or promos. It just doesn't seem like my sort of... It's not an easy show. But I'm unsure of what it is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so for, for the listeners, Kenny versus Spenny, it, it appeared to be a reality TV show kind of between two friends in Toronto, of course, who were constantly trying to outdo each other by a series mm-hmm. of contests that as the series went on, got weirder and weirder and more dangerous. More outrageous, And yeah. one of the characters, um, kind of like the, the evil one, um, Kenny, he was to the point of like evil genius plotting things, really trying to pick away at the psyche of Spenny. And then when I say I wasn't sure if some parts were scripted, it appeared as though Spenny was basically having a breakdown the entire show and like he was descending into madness yeah and he'd be like i don't want to do this anymore and then they keep filming the tv show Mm. and john and i watched it like years ago when we first started dating and the entire time i was like is this real and john was like absolutely not no this can't be real no if they keep filming when somebody has a breakdown it's not real or it's terrace house i really hope it wasn't real yeah it was but it for a long time there it was funny and then it just got weird but it is a big part of like my late teens early 20s so i'd say like the early 2000s it was a very popular show um for a lot of younger canadians well it's actually one of those ones that makes the list of like shows that are actually relatively popular outside of canada apparently and i've mm-hmm. literally never watched a single episode i couldn't bring myself to never will you need to. yeah doesn't appeal to me but apparently it appeals to a broad swath of somebody somewhere right. excellent one to talk about good choice what do you got I'm going for something less known internationally, but you hear at home a lot more beloved. Street Sense. <gasps> Street Sense. Yes. Where's my money go? I just don't know. It really makes me tense. I might have my breath if I use my head. I need some Street Sense. Street Sense was a show that uh, ostensibly, no, I mean, it really did try to instill some sort of economic uh, sensibility into youth um, mm-hmm. through, I don't know what you'd call the sort of skits and characters and then like word on the street kind of um, gonzo recording, I guess, of, of like interviews yeah. with like teens at high schools and stuff across Canada. I loved it. It was, uh, it was weird, but like very enthralling. The hosts were always super cool looking and uh, seemed to represent parts of Canada that I wasn't particularly familiar with as a white kid in Calgary. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a, a broadening sort of experience in that way as well. Um, yeah, it was just fun to watch grungy for the sake of grunge. And uh, yeah, what's your beef? Lots of catchy lines fit for the pit. What's your beef? Mm-hmm. Other great segments. And it uh, spawned uh, Jono, yep. Jono, Jonathan Torrens. It spun him out, gave us his spinoff talk show, Jonavision, which ran for an amount of time I'm unfamiliar with. Uh, and then brought him as a secondary character to Trailer Park Boys, a show I do not care for. Interesting. But is apparently considered to be very popular Canadian gold for international and at home viewers. Well, and Jonovision was actually on my list as one of the shows that I watched quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Well, piggyback it. Let's roll it. I I, I really like Jonovision. I really like Jonathan Torrens. I continue to follow him. He was on Mr. D, which I thought was an excellent, hilarious Is Mr. D on your list? Mr. D is on my list. So I guess it's like a a two for one here. A three for. A three for. Um, So Mr. D follows this uh, Jerry D, who is a comedian in Canada, who used to be a phys ed teacher out in Ontario, who became a comedian. And so he had a TV show for a number of years called Mr. D. It was really funny and very popular amongst teachers in Canada because he said what we were all thinking and it still holds up pretty well. Uh, I think if you check out some of those videos, so Jonathan Torrens was on that show. Jonathan Torrens is a huge name in Canada, especially out East. And uh, yeah, John vision was great. I, I liked the episodes where he just gave money away. <laughs> people would come in and he would just dare them to do different things. And then he would give them a hundred bucks. And so people in the audience, he'd be like, who's going to eat this entire block of, ch- of cheese. And then a random person would be like, I can do it. And he'd be like, get through half that block. You got yourself a hundred bucks. And then the rest of the TV show would happen. And he also like hosted a lot of like early, great, like sort of Canadian, like 2000s aughts, like uh, acts, like some 41 was on there. Tegan and Sarah, if I remember yeah. correctly, like early Tegan and Sarah, who since we're on the subject are in Calgary for a few months right now, filming a uh, TV show about their memoir, about their high school years. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Would love to. Would love to bump into those two and be like, you guys are the best. And then walk off awkwardly. Maybe it's best if I don't run into them. Yeah, just just have the thought and just nod. Hello. That's yeah. all you have to say. Oh, yes. <laughs> I do enjoy fine things. Okay, what do you got? What do you got? That's great. Uh, let's let's keep moving. This one requires a bit of time, or maybe it doesn't, I don't know. North of 60. Mm-hmm. Uh I would say one of the preeminent dramas to come out of uh, Canada. And it's unlike many other things on my list for a whole bunch of reasons. Uh, it was a drama. It's not a kid's show. It uh, focuses on the Dene people. Uh, is is the, the the tribe that we're following or the group is fictitious, but the people are Dene. And, uh, you know, non-white-centric TV shows were not the norm. They live in this fictitious... Uh, mm-hmm. town of Lynx River, uh, you know, north of the 60th. And uh, it kind of surrounds like the drama of, of that community and what's going on there and the, the struggles of, you know, in some instances dealing with, you know, white RCMP officers that are there to, you know, apparently govern these people in a, in a sense or, or, or restrict them in spite of their own governance that they have in the town. And uh, that's an interesting dichotomy. Uh, you know, they have for the first couple seasons, a white, per- actually, I don't remember how long she's on, but a white person as the sort of main medical assistance that they have. And 
the issues that relate to that. And uh, it's, a, it's a really cool and engaging drama um, that I, I, I find enthralling. And also it was filmed just, you know, nearby Calgary, uh, just around Bragg Creek. There's mm-hmm. still a hike that you can do that takes you right by the, the, the fake town that they built for the set. It's still there. So one of my favorite shows, I think everyone should watch it. Uh, another one that I'm surprised has not been, you know, picked up and, and brought back. I feel like that in particular, uh, there's just so many great actors from different nations around this area and uh, just like so many different stories that could be told and like so many issues right now that could be dealt with uh, yeah, and maybe brought to a wider audience that has a hard time understanding some of those things uh, through anything other than popular TV media <laughs> could be an interesting teaching teaching opportunity and also could just be great entertaining TV like it was previously I don't know it just feels like mm-hmm. one I'd really like to see brought back that's it that's that's north of 60 if you know you know yeah i remember i don't i never watched it but i remember seeing it on the tv a lot i feel like graham green was in it wasn't he yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. graham green excellent you get to see that bit of canadian tv royalty yeah. walking around calgary all the oh, time yeah. he's all around it's cool to see he walked into an office i was working in uh when i was a designer uh for seven years when i thought i was gonna have a normal career and uh you know creative director and then yeah he was just in the office one day talking with uh, one of the execs and got to say hi to him that's awesome so that was pretty cool Ooh, yeah fancy yeah yeah it was, it was pretty cool just said hi hello sir i enjoy your work didn't go that far just waved hello oh well that's a nice nod back that's that's less weird than like i like you like, oh, yeah, i remember weirdo. you from at least a show that i sort of watched as a kid i i went through the entire series as an adult in like i think i finished it in like 2014 or 15 it was all on youtube yeah that's the problem hey like there a lot of these Again, tv shows like yeah. you said it's you gotta look to the tube no yeah if you go to like apple tv right now i doubt i could even find it maybe it's mm-hmm. maybe it's been put on there since oh Oh, it is. Oh, I'm gonna rewatch Ooh. it. Oh, I have to get the APTN uh, TV app, but I would say that's worth it. Yep, do it. Um, they now, have a couple other really good shows too. Um, that son of a trickster is. Oh, that's CBC actually. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, we haven't talked about Do South. No, we haven't talked about On the Road Again, The Nature of Things, Fraggle Rock. Uh, one of my yeah. new nowadays picks, Tall Boys, uh, Danger Bay. Mm-hmm. Today's special. Uh, or, yeah. or one of the big, big, big ones, Inspector Gadget. Yeah, we haven't. Which was Canadian for one year, and then after that became American. We haven't talked about Camp Caribou. I did not watch that, but I know of it. Oh. The Lunar um, Landing. Lunar Landing. Shit's Creek. Kim's Convenience. Like we gotta talk those about those those ones. Too. Like the yeah. So I like I feel like I could talk at nauseum about Shit's Creek and Kim's Convenience too. Corner gasp. I didn't really watch it. I, yeah, I, I never really got, my dad loved it. My dad yeah, loved it. A lot of people loved it. It is again, one of those yeah. ones that went into syndication like worldwide and I just don't get it. We haven't talked about Letterkenny. Letterkenny is very popular again worldwide, but yep. I've never watched. It's not my, my thing. I don't get it after season three because after season three, it's just the same. Yeah. Over I don't over. even know what it is. Is it a sketch comedy or is it like Kenny versus Spenny? Some sort of pseudo reality. It, it, it's a story of 
Well, it's like, actually a narrative. It's yeah, it's a narrative. Well, not even. It's just it follows around like four friends in a small northern Ontario farming community. And it has okay. all the Canadian tropes of a small town. It's like the farm kids, the goths, the hockey boys, and how they all okay. interact with each other. Interesting. Yeah. Inspector Gadget's fantastic. Nelvana, produced in Toronto. Again, that's the Don, uh, Don Franks is one of the voice actors and producers on that. Uh, relatively famous. And he is the father of Rainbow and Cree Summer. Mm, yeah. Well, but, but like Fraggle Rock, I mean, talk about your quintessential Muppets. Fraggle Rock is fantastic. I mean, we got to do a Muppets and Jim Henson yeah. episode. I know we've been talking about that forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Canadian production, uh, actually a co-production, Canada, the US and the UK. But yep. the cool thing about that is they're filming the new Fraggle Rock right here in, in Calgary. So excited about that. I don't know. Tall Boys is really cool. Check it out. Sketch Comedy, CBC. Yeah. Uh, is this how this episode ends not with a bang but with a whimper or an um a loon call a silent loon call <laughs> that's that's more of a pigeon but i like uh, it i like the the energy it's uh you know the new national bird <laughs> the shit hawk <laughs> <laughs> I remember, i'm old enough to know when calgary was small enough not to have pigeons was there a time where I remember seagulls, a lot of seagulls. You could not find pigeons no. in the city before like 1998. Um, you know what else we have to talk about? Maybe not now, but at another time or the Canadian Heritage Minutes. Oh, I have a friend who was in one. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, my, my buddy Neil was like soldier number four in one of the... <laughs> World War Two ones or World War One. There was that. Then there was like the the wildlife, the Canadian wildlife. Like that thing, right? No, I got nothing. Was it always? Yeah, I want you to do it again. What? It sounds great. And it was always louder than the rest of the commercials. Like you'd be watching. Are you talking about like the call off thing that like happened no. at like three in the morning when everything? No, started? it was a commercial. Okay. It was like another Canadian Heritage Minute, but it was about like an, an animal from North America. But it was always so much louder because you'd be listening to normal commercials, and then we'd be like that song that I just sang, and then the narrator would be like the classic farm owl, and you're like, holy shit, that was so loud. Like, this is coming back to me, right? <laughs> This is coming back to me now. Uh, yeah. It was so iconic. You know what? We'll leave it up in the air. We'll find out if we just go on an- another uh, hour-long nostalgia run at some point in the future. Well, we didn't even talk about what our viewers and fans of the show chimed in with on the old Insta and Twitter. We got a bunch, and I should say thank you to people yeah. for saying that. Some of these got talked about a little bit, but yeah, we didn't get into them, so... That would be a good reason to revisit because there's more that I haven't even shared yet uh, that we had submitted. I'm so curious. I, I looked at a couple of them. So maybe we do another episode from that uh, that angle. Everyone else's favorites. Yeah, we can continue to gather people's uh, feedback and favorites. And uh, if you really want to hear um, another episode about CanCon where we just talk about TV shows that were great. Uh, and are great. Some of them are now shows. Uh, send us a message. And this this up. would be a great way to end the show is the ending of The Littlest Hobo. On the road again. Yeah. Do, 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 uh, do, do, you're, you're mixing up the theme song. What is it? No, that's it. 
It's it's, it's a, on the road again. It was just for on the road. No, again. it's no on the road again. Head on the road again. I'm looking it up. You're wrong. You're wrong. I am too. <laughs> Quick as Googler. Playing it out loud. Do it. Yeah, it's not. It's not on the road. What is it? Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow I'd like to settle down. Do do until tomorrow. There you go. There you go. I'll just keep going. Yeah, oh you my just completed God. two pieces of Canadian culture. Okay, on the road again. You just is one of my favorite TV shows. But you just told me that like Fred Penner and also Mr. Dressup and all those people had the same song, so it's little God damn it. Lois and Bram. Which song? The the elephants. Yeah, Lois and Bram. Yeah. And so Canadians are just sharing all their music with different lyrics. <laughs> well, On the Road Again isn't even a Canadian song. It's a Willie Nelson song. I know. What are you doing? I don't know. Take back your passport. Americans have poisoned me. I know. It's this damn American television. Yeah. Next week we talk about Americon. The greatest American. Americana. Americana. Is that what they call it? I like CanCon better. Yeah, it's Americana. Americon is better. I came up with a better term for it. Canna canna. Maybe tomorrow I'd like to settle yeah, down. Take us out. Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on. Do 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 do. And then the dog walks away with its stick. Yeah, in the, into the sunset. Stick. <laughs> he carries a bindle stick, right? I'm not crazy. I mean, or. I, he does not carry a bindle stick. There's no, definitely a shot of little trouble with stick. a bindle. At some point, I'm sure, okay. but it's not like his I'm thing. Like part of like the, he the does... opening credits or the ending no. credits. He just he's just a dog, Ben. He doesn't have a bit <laughs> like a jaunty little cap as well. Uh, it is part of the, the credit sequence. Is what I believe. But it's not like his. No, it's not a signature thing. I also haven't found a video. No, yet. it's I'm yeah. Still saying that I believe it's part of it, but I can't prove it. God, that's such a great TV show. Dork, 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 dork. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Dork Matters. If you like the podcast, subscribe, give a rating, and tell a friend about us. If you are a fellow dork and have a dork issue that you think we need to discuss, tell us on our social media. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. You can also check out our original art and other content from Ben and myself. We'd like to say a big thank you to Yabra for the use of our theme song Dance off of their Astral EP, as well as a thank you to Jess Schmidt for producing and editing our podcast. Thanks, Jess. Dork Matters. This podcast is created on the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Nations, which includes the Sixiga, the Bigani, and the Gaina. We also acknowledge the Stony Nakoda Nation, Sutena, and Metis Region 3. Dork Matters is a proud member of the Alberta Public Radio Podcast Network.